Welcome to episode 215 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. In this episode, I will be discussing the life cycle of a great engineering manager and how engineering organizations can avoid stunting this cycle, which in my opinion, happens all too often. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I'm a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success and now travel the world helping engineers. And at the Engineering Management Institute, we've developed hundreds of free podcast episodes, which you can find on our website at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and on iTunes and YouTube. So let's jump right into this episode on the life cycle of a great engineering manager with a quote from Earl Nightingale. All you need is the plan, the roadmap, and the courage to press on to your destination. And really, that's all engineering organizations need to do to build and develop great engineering managers and leaders is a little planning. So let's jump in and give you some specific strategies that you can use to either become a great leader or build leaders at your organization. All right, so let me set the scene a little bit for this episode because this is something that happens all the time in engineering organizations and companies, whether you're, regardless of what field you're in. And I know a lot of times some of my concepts are skewed towards civil engineering because I practice as a civil engineer, but this I think really applies across engineering, maybe even in other technical fields. You have a craft. An engineer graduates from school. They start working in that field, in the very technical aspects of that field. So for me as a civil engineer, I started doing calculations and design reports and drawing plans in AutoCAD right away. And I got very good at it. And then what happens often is you become very good at this technical job or this technical expertise, and you've been at the organization for a while. And they say, Hmm, Anthony's been there for a while. He's learned a lot of the technical concepts. It's time to make him a manager. So they make me a manager, maybe starting as a project manager where I'm managing a project. And then after a certain period of time, they said, okay, Anthony did good with his project. Now we're going to make him, have him manage some people and give him a team of people. So now I'm managing both projects and people. And the kind of inherent problem here, challenge here, and it's not necessarily something that was done wrong. It's just the nature of the industry is that you became a manager because you were good at engineering. You weren't good at managing, of course. All of a sudden, you're thrust into this new position. And not only do you still have to worry about the technical side of engineering, which by the way, has a lot of intricate details, but now you need to worry about the overall management of the project and maybe even the management or the interaction and engagement of people, a team of people working towards a goal, other consultants or other organizations that you have to work with outside of your firm other internal divisions within your organization, right? There's a lot of different things that get thrown at you. And if you haven't had the proper training on how to manage those things, you're totally set up for failure or set up to really stunt your growth and your progression in your career. And I'm recording this episode now because I've been talking with a lot of engineering companies that have been contacting the Engineering Management Institute and saying, we want to provide training for our young and aspiring managers. And it's so good for me to hear that because I haven't heard that in a long time. It's mostly they're focused on already established leaders in the firm. And by that time, quite frankly, they've established probably many good habits and many bad habits. 
And it's hard to kind of help them and mold them and help them create an approach, kind of a, a leadership philosophy. So what I want to do in this episode is give you five things that you can do as an engineering organization, or if you are an engineer, you can teach this within your organization to help you set engineering professionals up to be great managers, to be successful managers. And these are things that aren't that hard to do, but you just need to think them out and plan ahead to do them and start as early on as possible in these engineers' careers, of course. So the first one is to provide, I'm going to call it a custom mentor. I don't want to say to just provide your younger professionals with mentors because we say that all the time. In fact, I did an episode on the podcast here a couple episodes ago about the importance of mentoring and giving some tips and strategies. And that's great. But specifically what I'm talking about here is to find someone in your organization that is already an effective manager or leader in a specific discipline that you're hoping that this younger engineer does the same and have that person mentor them. Specific management mentoring on management skills and leadership philosophies or how to engage with team members. A very specific program because mentoring is great, but if you don't get set up with the right mentor, it may only help you with a couple of things, but it's not going to help you to be a great manager and leader, which is what we're focusing on here. So think about that custom mentorship. And even if you just took a few engineers at a time in your firm and provide them this custom mentorship, it's still going to be helpful because I know it's hard to do at large scale. The second one is to provide soft skills training. And when I say soft skills, I just had lunch with someone recently and they said, why do you call them soft skills? They're the hardest skills for engineers to learn. I mean, skills, again, people skills, interacting with people, communication, building relationships, engaging people. Provide that type of training that will transfer back to the job. Very few engineering firms or engineering training organizations do this. They may do internal trainings, they have programs, they have lunch and learns, and they give content, right? So that content or the training is one side of it, but the transfer back to the job component of it also has to be there. Meaning if I go to a lunch and learn that my company put on on how to communicate effectively, wow, this is great information. I'm loving all this information. But then I go back to my desk and all my projects swallow me whole and I don't get to try to implement that communication. So the solution for that is when you deliver the training, you need to give a framework. And we do this in our engineering management accelerator online workshop. You have to give a framework that they can take and apply on the job. So we might give a listening activity or assignment or strategy in our effective communication session. And then they have a blueprint that they can go onto their next client call or next phone call and use the listening strategy. That's called transferring back to the job. That's how you do it. The other thing that we do at EMI with our custom training programs is we send follow-up reinforcement videos, short reinforcing the concepts from the soft skills or the people skills training. And that's something else you can think about doing in your firm is how can you follow it up? How can you make sure that they're getting consistent touch points with this content to try the new skills and strategies? All right, number three, have them present or engage somehow in a real-life project situations for managers that really matter, even if you're starting with a small part. So think about the things that managers have to do, engineering managers have to do on a regular basis, and try to put them in a position to do those things as often as possible and in a real-life situation. So not just like, here, pretend that you're the manager and do this. No, come to the client meeting with me. I'm going to give you one portion of the report to present to the client. 
So now they're in the pressure-filled situation. They're in the room, but they're with you. So they still feel some comfort or maybe have a little confidence because of that. They see you doing the presentation and you give them a small piece to go ahead and present. Because if you just send them to a Toastmasters or you have a Toastmasters in your organization, and by the way, Toastmasters is an organization or a process to help people become better speakers, you can send them through that training. But if they don't get in front of a client or a prospective client or a stakeholder and make the presentation themselves, again, you don't have that skill transfer there. You got to put them in real life situations before they get there themselves, because that will help to alleviate some of that sticker shock when all of a sudden you say, hey, look, you're a manager. Oh, wow. What do I do now? All right. Number four, have a conversation with these young aspiring managers or new managers and ask them what skills they feel they need to improve. One of the things that we see at the Engineering Management Institute, we've had the pleasure of doing management and leadership training for engineering organizations all over the United States and beyond. And what we see often in these programs is just blanket programs that a company puts on guessing where they need help without actually doing some data analysis or having conversations with their staff, which is why we do a a training needs analysis where we survey their staff and also interview them. Because if you're going to spend time, energy, and resources on training, meaning a lot of dollars that you have to spend, then you have to have people at the company making sure that it sticks and mentoring them and maybe helping with the training. And then the actual participants sitting in training for hours, you better make sure that they're getting training on what they need. So if one of your young engineers is a great speaker and the other one not so much, and you're sending them both to speaking training, is that effective? Have conversations with these people around the skill sets that they really feel they need to improve. Maybe do some kind of assessment or survey on that to confirm that. And then you can put together the training that I mentioned earlier on and to make sure that the training sticks. I know it may not be that easy if you're doing different types of training for different people, but at the end of the day, That may be the best return for you, your firm, and the best way to cultivate and build effective managers and leaders in the long term. And the fifth and final one is to have the aspiring managers shadow their own managers as much as possible when you're getting ready to promote them. This is somewhat similar to mentoring, but not necessarily because their mentor may not be their manager. And so if you think that an aspiring engineer is going to become a manager within a year, have them work more with their manager and shadow them in some of these real life situations that I mentioned earlier. You can call it maybe a shadowing program or just have a conversation with them and say, listen, we're hoping and we have faith in you that you're going to be a very effective manager in the long term, but we don't want to just throw you into management without preparing you. So over the next six to 12 months, I'm going to ask you to shadow me a little bit more, come into some of my meetings When I have an important phone call, I'm going to call you into my office and I just want you to listen, observe, take any notes you'd like, recognize any strategies that you think might work for you, and then take action on them. If I'm a younger engineer and you tell me that, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great about my company, great about the fact that they really want me to be successful and they're really giving me the opportunity to do so and letting me practice and be around them. I hope you find some of these helpful, whether you're the engineer who's aspiring in your career or you're a leader in an organization and you're thinking about how you can cultivate future leaders. I'm going to recap this real quick. I gave you five strategies for trying to cultivate these future effective engineering managers and leaders. Number one is to set them up with a custom mentor, meaning a mentor that is managing in a field that they're going to be managing so that they can learn from them. 
Number two, provide soft skills or people skills training, which are really the fundamental skills in management, in my opinion, but provide this training that will transfer back to the job by giving them frameworks, giving them specific things they can do on their phone calls and in their project meetings, and giving them some kind of accountability if possible as well. Number three, have them present or engage in real life project situations, real managerial situations, whether it's, again, presenting something in a meeting, steering a client phone call, whatever the case may be. Number four, ask them what managerial skills they feel they need to improve. Don't guess. Don't just spend money blanketly guessing what they need. Ask them and do some kind of verification process, which may be an assessment or a short survey across your managers or aspiring managers. Number five, have them shadow their managers the closer they get to becoming a manager so that they can really soak in all of those different managerial skills and strategies that might help them moving forward. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's really, in my opinion, a big problem in the engineering world, not cultivating the next generation of leaders. And one of the things I want to mention here before I wrap up is we do have a course entitled the Engineering Management Accelerator Workshop. That's an online remote workshop. It spans five weeks. And depending on the track that you or your team selects, whether it's an individual or a team track, it'll take participants about an hour to two hours per week. So a total of five to 10 hours to complete the program. And basically, they're going to get training, a foundation of key management skills, including how to communicate effectively with team members and clients, how to build expertise and master the skill of public speaking, which is a skill that you can build, how to network and build relationships which can be helpful in many aspects of their careers as managers, how to become more productive as engineering professionals, which can drive your utilization, which is very important. And last but not least, how to be a leader by engaging with people. And we also cover strategies such as delegation in that session, which are extremely important to being successful as a manager. If you're interested in that program at all, you can visit engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. We offer the program on a regular basis live. We also have on-demand options that are coming out in the beginning of 2020. So if you have a large organization and you don't want to send hundreds of engineers through it, you can also send them through the online platform, which will be engaging with quizzes to ensure that there is that transfer back to the job. Again, it's engineertomanager.com, or you can call our office at 201-857-2384. That's 201-857-2384. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions on this episode. You can go to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Look for the Engineering Career Coach, episode number 215. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources that I might have mentioned. And please, always go to our social media outlets, engage with us, tell us what you want to hear on the podcast, and we're going to help you because our focus is to help engineers become great managers and powerful leaders. And until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering career endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. 
and we'll help you engineer your own success.